You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive Scottish football content. Hi folks and welcome to the debut episode of the SM Media Scottish Women's Football Show. I'm Scotland Pike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host on this show. We'll be doing this show very often over the course of the season as the SWPL kicks off on Sunday. We're going to do a wee season preview, we're going to make our predictions that will maybe come back to haunt us at the end of the season. To join me on this show, it's an absolute pleasure first of all to be joined as always by Suzanne Mulvey. Suzanne, it's a pleasure to welcome you back on, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Scott. It's a pleasure as always. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. I'm delighted to be joined by the Assistant Manager of Hamilton, Robert Watson. Robert, we've had you on before. It's a pleasure to welcome you back. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, great to be back and uh, thanks for having us on, Scott. It's an absolute pleasure. It's I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be good to get this show started. Let's have a wee review on last season. Rangers ended Glasgow City's dominance. Suzanne, what was your overall takeaways for last season? Uh, this is a point where you play the clip for last season. My pred- predictions were spot on. <laughs> Rangers, yeah, Celtic. Um, I just what I, I predicted. Obviously, um, I said that Jane Ross would be the difference, and even though she probably didn't score as many goals as I thought she would, I think just hard kind of work rate, hard kind of work ethic um, within the squad as a whole, not just on the pitch, but I think at the training, like she's just an absolute workhorse. Um, she's kind of always the, the model professional and I think that influence in the, the training centre um, has obviously helped some of the other players come on so I think she had a big massive part to play although the likes of Lizzie Arnett obviously scored quite a few few goals um, and she chipped in but I just I think they, they deserved it overall they were very very strong um, Celtic were, were great obviously the cup double um, but you know just in the league they kind of had a, a few slip-ups um, I think they're just missing kind of a few players um, like saying Natalie Ross being missing for them is always a big blow. She's such a big player for them with all her experience. Um, and again, with the likes of Glasgow City, I just think there's too much movement. You know, when you have that many players in and out when you're battling um, for a title, I think it, it it can help obviously bringing in new signings. But at the same time, um, when there's so many players out the door, it's just that unsettled weight with players kind of trying to, um, you know, gel in the team um, and obviously find their feet. You know, if they don't all find their feet at, at once, it can be over a, a couple of months before they're that um the chair and obviously like say Ivan Gleason as well her kind of putting her you know um you know um kind of the style of play she wants that's something new to, to Glasgow City as well so I think it was just too much kind of all at the once for them um and then at the other end as well it was obviously uh, you know because there was no relegation it was obviously um a great opportunity and Bobby will back me up here but the likes to you know Hamilton and Hearts obviously getting that season where they knew there was no relegation it takes a while to adjust to to that tempo, that's the biggest thing for me. You know, when I was at Motherwell, we reached the Scottish Cup final against Hibs. It was just the tempo they played. We weren't used to that the full season of SWPL two, so the step up so much bigger. So for for Hamilton Hearts to get that season, knowing that there's no relegation, obviously Hamilton came into a, a bit form at the end of the season. They were playing well, and um, so it was good for them to to get that. And um, so they'll obviously have a bit more experience going into the new season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the echo everything you say, Bobby. What about your your Hamilton team last season, obviously, what was it kind of like and 
your overall kind of takeaways for the season as it went on? Uh, I think obviously we, we you know started well and a last minute goals and things like that. But our, our biggest thing was we probably then didn't back it up with a result. You know the next win or the next we were we were close a few times and it didn't really materialise and we got stuck in that little bit of run of being close but not being quite there. I think you know when we were doing a review of the season, I think we played twenty seven league games and seventeen of those were a draw decided by one goal. So that you know that to me tells us that we were competitive, but we need to find a way to turn close games to draws and you know draws into wins. And it's if we could have matched our away form with our home form, we would have finished much higher up the league. So, but you know, I agree with everything kind of Suzanne said, and she knows from that kind of motherwell, it is such a big jump. And we had a, a fairly inexperienced team at the at the level, and that year is is. Is hopefully going to stand us in good stead, but just on the, the kind of top end of the table, I think the best team we played last year were Rangers in terms of their ball movement, uh, retention, rotations, the tempo that they play at. Uh, I think that they, they have it in them to be uh, absolutely ruthless and really kill you, but I also think they have it in them to go th- a few goals up and then manage a game out, and they don't need to go. I think they probably realised they didn't need to go and hammer teams, you know, maybe like teams have in the past where it would come down to two teams. They knew that probably results against Glasgow City and against Celtic and that little round robin between them all would decide it more, whereas in the past it was just City and just Hibs and they knew that draws and then all of a sudden goal difference coming into the equation. So I think, uh, yeah, Rangers were, were worthy winners last year. And although you're saying, Suzanne, that Jane didn't score many goals, she loved to go against us, unfortunately. So... <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, you know, thoughts to Jane, and hopefully she's back soon. She's been a brilliant player over the years, and and a good person as well. Yeah, absolutely. Suzanne, obviously, we're recording this on Thursday night. It's been a busy day, and the kind of league looks if it's going through a bit of transformation. How good is it to see? Obviously, in the the echo, a kind of big week for women's football in general, kind of across the the whole of the UK, like specifically up here. Like, how good is it to see the kind of league rebranding and looking to as if it's going towards the future? Well, obviously, it's it's absolutely fantastic for for all the clubs, everybody involved. Um, obviously, in the back of you know England winning the Euros, um, I think it's right to jump on that. And you know, at the moment, there's a buzz around England and Scotland. You know, we're so close by, so that that buzz, and we should jump on the back of it. And you know, there'll be hundreds of of young girls watching it. You know, from Scotland now wanting to play for Scotland, um, and, and they'll be buzzing. And they'll know that that's the biggest stage, and, and they'll want to get there one day. So. You know, if we promote the game and try and build it as much as possible and, and create the opportunities for young players coming through, then, then you know, we should take everything we can, like I say, jump on the back of that. Definitely. Um, it was a, an amazing week. I've, I've played against some of the girls in the England squad and, and also played a, alongside the likes of Beth Mead at Sunderland. And to see them, you know, going on and winning that, it's just absolutely fantastic. And I think that it, it's very strange that so many Scottish people turn around and saying it's the only time that they've probably supported England. But, you know, I was absolutely delighted. The one that I thought they were deserved winners, um, you know, for the, the first game to the last game, I thought they were absolutely fantastic. So, as I say, you know, we, we should definitely jump on the back of that. And there's so much going on behind the scenes, you know, in Scottish women's football, um, which, which is absolutely amazing. There's so much effort um, from so many kind individuals, you know, within each club as well. Um, and just absolutely delighted that the game is progressing in, in the right direction. Um, and it only seems to be getting better and better. Yeah, it's great to see. Bobby, would you echo that? Yeah, I think in a sort of strange way, you know, in Scots, we sometimes do that we don't want to see England win, but actually the best thing for the profile of the game was for England to 
to win the game and against a good, a really good side. It's it's rare you see a tournament where actually the two best teams get to the final. Sometimes they beat each other in the quarters of the semis. So it was a good game. Uh, I think the tournament was brilliant. You know, big crowds at all the games and to have 87,000 to any final, never mind a women's final where crowds have, you know, we look at Barcelona, Real Madrid, and uh, over the Champions League, where I think they had about 90,000 a game as well. It's, it's clear to anyone that there is appetite for the game and when it's marketed correctly, whether that's uh, advertisers or investment or whatever it might be to, to push the game forwards, it's clear that people want to watch women's football. For it being women's football, it's not a... It's, 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 in a way, it's its own thing. You know, it's it's got... Uh, it's got attributes that make it more attractive than men's football. It's more of a family environment that might appeal to more people. And I think we've, you know, we've got to celebrate that as well. It's uh, it has got its own identity, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, absolutely. Suzanne, let's get into the the season ahead. What what's been a busy summer? A lot of clubs have been doing some business. What are you looking forward to this summer, and what kind of signings have caught your eye so far? Um, obviously, being a, a striker, I always look out to see kind of what clubs sign strikers or, or what strikers leave clubs. So for me, that that's going to be really exciting. And um, like say um, the the German striker um, that's signed for for Rangers, um, you know, having the experience of playing at Potsdam, you know, that's just you know one of the top leagues in in, um, in the world, you know, uh, the German league. So I think for for her, um, Dina Dina Oshman. Um, so for her, I think she's going to be outstanding. She looks like a big, powerful player with that amount of experience behind her as well. I think she could really fill in that gap that obviously Jane Ross, you know, is left. As I, I mentioned briefly, you know, Jane Ross is such a fantastic player to have around uh, the facility um, and they will miss her, her terribly. So for the likes of getting a, a, what looks like a nice, big, strong striker um, to, to play up top and obviously help contribute to goals, I think that'll be massive for them. Just talking about the profile of the game, it's it's interesting. Obviously, Josie Giard is our striker is German, and uh, she she came into training and was like, "Oh, by the way, this player for Potsdam signing Rangers." And this was about a week in advance. Uh, our dad over in Germany had actually broken in the news in Germany that basically she was leaving Potsdam, and that just shows you that the profile of the game over there and probably, you know, the second biggest league after the American League had uh, already broken over there. So we we. You know, I should have sold. I should have sold my tip, really. <laughs> uh, but it just shows you just the, the profile, and hopefully, look, going back to the last question, is that something that we can, you know, we have those big announcements in our in our news eventually? But yeah, it was nice to hear something like that was uh, Scottish women's football was getting mentioned in, in in Germany. Yeah, absolutely, Bobby. What about your kind of Hamilton team over the summer? What's how how how's pre season kind of been, and how much are they kind of looking forward to getting started? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, it's it's. As with anything, you're sort of like, you know, we, we've got to appreciate that we obviously no relegation last year, we finished bottom. So it's about setting realistic targets, but also pushing forward. You know, we're not going to sit in training and say we're going to go and win a league title. That's It's just too much. It's just not going to happen when you compare budgets and things like that anyway. So for us, it's about improving. It's about being uh, still having a good season and setting realistic targets within ourselves, which you know, winning a title is a great thing for a team, but you can also have great moments with your own targets. And that's what we've kind of really put across. And we've been very, very big on fitness. We need to be fitter. We need to be sharper. We need to be, 
uh, be able to play at that tempo for longer, especially at home in New Douglas Park, where it's one of the biggest pitches in the league. Uh, we need to do better at home. Our home form has to be better. So that's been a lot of our focus. Uh, I'm really, really pleased with the recruitment that we've made. I think we've got some really exciting young players in. We've got hopefully one more to announce over in time for the game on Sunday. Uh, we'll see how that progresses overnight and tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, we feel we've We've improved the squad. Uh, we've retained our key players from last year and we're, we're really looking forward to getting started. Brilliant. Let's get into the predictions. This is a hard part. This is the part that we hold a heart on for the season. Suzanne, you've got the pressure of continuing your form from last year. But we'll get straight into it. We're going to just go around the round the panel with each one and just see where we where we go. Like why you're picking the team and who you think is going to be in this position. We'll start with the champions. Who's SWPL one? Who is going to win the league, Suzanne? We'll start with you. Um, I think it's going to be Rangers again. Um, it was a close call looking at kind of the signings and the players that have departed. Um, it was between them and, and Celtic this season. Um, although Charlie Wellens obviously contributed 40 goals. Um, so if she signs again, that'll be massive for them. Um, unclear kind of if she's gonna gonna leave or or if she's gonna be there. Um, that'll be huge in terms of you know Celtic's final position. Um, but I just think that that Rangers they've kept the the core of their players. They've obviously lost Alexia Kirsten Riley and obviously their captain. You know, um, Brianna Westrop. That's that's massive for them. But signing likes of you know Catherine Hill. Um, you know the obviously um, Dana Oshman. I think that that these signings are going to contribute and add a lot to the squad. Um, and we're only losing a couple of players. I just think they've got, you know, the basically the, the depth of the squad that they had last season. I think they just kind of added to that. Um, so I think that they probably will retain the title. Um, closely followed by Celtic. Celtic were missing something last season. You know, they they slipped up in a few games. Um, but I think that they've kind of added a few a few decent players. Um, to their, their squad this season. And if they keep a hold of Charlie Wellens and the likes of Natalie Rolls coming back in from injury, I think that, that they'll you know, probably be the closest contender um, to Rangers with Glasgow City finishing third. So you've got one, two, three, Rangers, Celtic and Glasgow City. Bobby, what is your one, two, three for the season ahead? Uh, I would say, I think I just agree with, uh, with Suzanne. I just can't really see past Rangers with the recruitment that they've made. I think they have recruited a team for the Champions League, never mind. The domestic league, I think, with I think they have a real good chance of getting to the group stage with the qualifiers coming up, and I think they've recruited strongly. Looking forward to that. Uh, I just, I just think they've just got depth that other teams don't have. I think Suzanne's right again about Celtic. I think they've they're they're a good side, and that losing forty goals if Charlie Charlie Wellings isn't here for the season, that's going to be very very difficult to replace. And she tend and she scored big goals as well. She scored big goals against uh, and big performances in the big games when they needed her to. I think she's she for me she was kind of the top striker in the league last year. She's very good in tight spaces as well as being able to run in behind. I think a lot of people get obsessed, but she's great running in behind. But she's brilliant around about the box as well. I think that will be a massive loss. I think City just a turnover. I think that's going to be difficult to try and implement a style very very quickly. I think just from personal experience, we we played them when Grant Scott was in temporary charge under that sort of older City style, and they were quite fluid. I think there was a bit of a difference with Eileen's team. However, she's taken over fairly early. So a lot of that's going to come down to how they've managed to, Eileen's managed to get over what she's looking to do into the, the signings in a short space of time. And I think it just that turnover might be their undoing. Uh, however, I still think they'll finish second. 
Uh, so for me, it's a Rangers first, City second, and I think Celtic will finish third. Yeah, I agree. And Rangers to win the league, I think they've just they've added as well. They've, as Suzanne said, they've lost lights of Westrop and their captain from last season. But adding there's a lot to be encouraged about the German striker. I think the signing of Colette Cavanagh is quite a good one as well. I think she was really. Yeah, good. I think I think Cav is uh, one of the best players. Uh, from having was one of the best players in the league last season. I think she's mm-hmm. quite versatile as well. Uh, has a really cultured left foot, and you know she disguises passes and even just. Finishing from the edge of the box, she chips in my goals as well. I think uh, she's a player that's flown generally under the radar, I think, for a couple of years. Yeah, I think she's. I was really impressed with her last season. I do have Celtic to finish second, but I think, as as you say, if Charlie Wellens is there, I think second is where they'll be. But obviously, lose, if they lose a player like that, which I'm hearing is likely, then it could be tough for them. I've got City to finish third, but I think Hibs could sweep under the radar this season. I think Hibs could be a, a team to keep an eye on. What do you think of that? With the, the kind of losses of like Amy Gallagher, Amy Muir, um, I just think that might be too much for them. They were they, they were a decent side last season, but I think there are too many slip-ups, you know, too many draws and, and a couple of defeats that they shouldn't have had. Um, so I think they're, they're kind of hit or miss. You know, they, they could all gel together. And obviously, the likes of the man Hearts coming under the professional um, banner yeah. now, it could be brilliant for them, probably training more and um, getting fitter. Um, but again, I just think that, you know, the... If they have any slip-ups like they did last season, I think that could just be a, a step too too far too soon for them. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. I think I, I do want to keep an eye on Hibs and just see how they're going over the season. But I've got Rangers first, Celtic second, and I'm just going to put City third. But I think Hibs are a team to keep an eye on. Your team to watch, Bobby, who's your team to keep an eye on from Rutkina? Who do we think could can achieve more than what we think? Yeah, I, I think again, I think... Uh... Probably for me again, Aberdeen. I think they've, I think the loss of Kelly Forrest is a big one for them. I think she was a leader, a good captain, and been a really good player over the years for them. But uh, they just have so much young talent. Uh, you know, a bit of their location is a little bit of a blessing and a curse. They are unlikely to lose players, but it's also very difficult for them to replace key players. But I think they've got experience in the back line. Lauren Campbell, good choice for captains for me. He's been a good player. Uh, but I think for me, the one at Aberdeen Daily Show, I think she's fantastic. I think she's a, an absolutely outstanding player. I think she might be the, the one at the end of the season coming, maybe to make the next big move. A, a very, very big fan. And obviously... You know, Bailey Hutchison up front, you know, scoring double figures, you know, it's you've got a striker that's hitting double figures for you, then you, you're in with a chance. And I think uh, it's a bit of the almost second album thing for them. You know, it's difficult to follow up, but I think they've got, you know, good coaching staff and they've retained their best players. I think they're one to watch again and they might be the ones to, to spring them a bit of a wee surprise. And especially if Hibs, we were talking about there, with a high turnover of players, have that go through a bit of a sticky patch and Aberdeen can be consistent, you know, they might be, you know, might be able to go one better than fifth this year. Suzanne, who have we got as your team to watch for the season? Um, for me, it's it's got to be Hearts for the simple reason that um, I felt that that last season they, they had performances where they didn't maybe get the result, but they looked quite solid and they had a good, you know, defensive structure. And I think that during the, the, the season review, um, last season, um, I'd, I'd say that it'd be interesting to see how their coach, you know, brings in kind of her style of play and how quickly they can gel. Um, so for me, I think not not so much that they're going to, you know, finish kind of, you know, top three or anything like that, but the fact that they've um, obviously, you know, signed girls on professional contracts, 
Um, and and they did have some good performances last season. If they can build on that, I think that they could, you know, cause a, a couple of upsets. And um, the likes say, you know, get, getting in, uh, you know, a New Zealand international, Katie Katie Roode, um, Georgia Tim's Fellows, um, and, and obviously Emma Brownlee, the experience that she's got, kind of playing at uh, um, Hibs and Rangers previously. Um, I think she'll be a massive signing for them. So I think that they, they could be the team that could cause a, a wee bit of an upset against a couple of teams. I've got Dundee United written down. I think Dundee United were very good last season in the SWPL too. And I think the step up, I think they'll be fine. Like Danny McGinley, Tammy Harkin, two players who really caught my last season. Do we think Dundee United could be an interesting I th- team to watch? I think season? that they've obviously got Danny, Tammy, uh, Robin Smith, uh, even the goalkeeper, Lauren Perry, Jade McLaren. They've got a lot of SWPL experience. A lot of that core played it for, for, for a couple of years. Uh, with, with Martin Nisbet had his team and they did well for a couple of years so I think that uh, yeah I think they'll, they'll be they'll be probably quietly confident themselves uh, again it's for teams coming up as we found last year it's all about depth depth's a big thing and it's it's difficult to when you lose a couple of players maybe out your, your first 11 and it's you're bringing in a player who's coming back from injury or maybe just doesn't have the experience at that level that's when things can become difficult so uh, yeah, I think for them, it's they'll want to be keeping players like Danny and, and as you say, uh, Tammy, like they'll be wanting to keep them fit and, and in the team. They're, it's going to be key for them. Yeah, absolutely as well. Yeah, I was very impressed with them last season. Right, bottom two, Suzanne, who have we got to get into the bottom two this season? Um, just to be controversial, we as well just saying, I've actually got Dundee United to be one of the bottom ones. Um, right. For the simple reason that, you know, Ekin, obviously, I don't think that they've got a hell of a lot of depth. You know, if they do get a couple injuries to, to key players, I think they could be struggling. And obviously, geographical, you know, they can't always um, recruit, you know, players as uh, kind of early on in the season because of the, their location. Um, and the other team is Glasgow Women. Um, I think that they've just got a lot of youngsters. Um, they've lost quite a few, you know, important players. Um, obviously, like say Lucy Ronald, um, Caitlin um, Kavanagh, Kavanagh going Damn. to Thistle. Um, I just think you know that the players kind of were the top players last season. So um, it is a, a lot of youngsters, and obviously the change in the in the management as well. Andy Garner's got a lot of experience, um, but I just think that that the pace if they'll have a lot of energy because they're youngsters. But I just think the pace and and obviously the experience, you know, within the league, I think that that will just be a step too much for them. Bobby, who have we got in the bottom two this season? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the fifth on this one. <laughs> so much. So, so much. yeah, I'm taking the fifth on this one. I think it's what what I would say is the the format this season splitting into two sixes means we're gonna have a championship that's decided ultimately on games against your peers, and we're gonna have relegation decided on games against your peers and a playoff game, which is gonna be really exciting as well. And I think for people coming to watch, I think there's gonna be meaningful games all the way to the end of the season. Uh, and for me, whatever happens is in terms of a product that we we want to sell and we want to be proud of, that's the most important thing. That games will matter all the way to the end. Yeah, absolutely as well. I, I kind of I agree with Suzanne and Glasgow women. I think yeah, losing big players like Lucy Ronald, I think they'll struggle. I, I don't. I'm kind of struggling to get another team. I'm kind of keen to get your thoughts in the lights of Partick Thistle, Spartans, Motherwell teams we haven't mentioned. Suzanne, what do you kind of think of their thought? Kind of expectations uh, for this season. Yeah, obviously the, the likes of Partick Thistle was there and, and you know the the kind of the depth of squad they've got, they've got great experience now. I think, you know, 
for them, their biggest loss is Caramount Beauty. The amount of goals and, and assists that she produced, obviously, she's expecting a baby now, so congratulations. Um, mm-hmm. But I think she'll be a, a big loss for them. But I think that they've pulled in, um, you know, a, a few players, and I think that they will be all right. Um, the Motherwell was actually, you know, on my bottom two, I've actually got Glasgow women, and then I've got Dundee United slash Motherwell. Um, for the simple reason that I think that they were another team that, like, like Hibs, that were a bit unpredictable. You know, they'd go into games that you'd think they'd win and they'd end up getting beat. And um, there's been a, a bit of movement there, um, you know, for the kind of players in and out. Um, and, and just with the, the players that they've got, I thought they would do a lot better last season. So that's why I put them down there, that I just think they're a bit unpredictable at times. But it could be, you know, the new management coming in and, and a lot of new players. So maybe this season they'll gel a bit better. Um, hopefully, you know, because, uh, you know, I was at Motherwell as well and that, you know, kind of the backroom staff and what they're trying to do is great. Um, but yeah, I think that, that they could probably struggle. The likes of Aberdeen, I don't think they'll have a problem at all. You know, I think they've got all experience and, and the youngsters that they've got are, are producing the goods. So I think that, that they won't have any trouble. Bobby, what do you think about the kind of teams? Have you got a, an opinion on them for the season ahead? I think I think that you know I can I can only really look back to the games that we've played and generally the you know they were all close games and it's you know they they'll probably be saying the same things they've probably drawn games or lost games where they really feel they need to turn those into draws or turn them into wins or whatever it might be so that's the kind of beauty of the league is actually outside of that top three maybe top four with Hibs is. It's very close, and not many games are, are are settled by more than a goal or two here or there. You know, we we've spoken about second goals massive. Hardly any games teams turn around a two goal deficit. It just doesn't really happen in the league, uh, which is a testament to how close more, many of the teams are. But I think uh, you know, I was at the SPFL launch today and speaking to Paul and and Debbie and and Gavin from Aberdeen, and uh, I think they're all probably saying. You know, like everyone that was outside that kind of top three, it's about can we make improvements year on year? Can we improve our squad? Uh, so I think, yeah, it's going to be an almighty scrap for the top six. Uh, and I think there's probably, I think the, the kind of three teams we mentioned there, uh, Partick as well. Partick had, to be fair to them, had an absolutely brilliant season last year, getting to a cup semi-final as well. Uh, you know, you know, there's no reason that they aren't looking upwards towards the top six and thinking, you know what, we run our results at the right time. And you're you're in with a great shout. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's gonna be really exciting. Obviously, as you say the the top six and the bottom six splitting into two, it's gonna give a lot more competition. Obviously, we see that with the the men's game, like bringing it into the women's game. I think it's gonna be massive as well. Signing to watch, Suzanne. Who's your signing to keep an eye on out the five thousand that have been made over the summer? <laughs> Just literally briefly on obviously the the bottom two. I think that the the most important thing is not finishing bottom. You know, automatic relegation. I think that most teams will say as long as we don't finish bottom because the tempo of the SPL one compared to SPL two, most teams that finish second bottom will think that we're probably a really good chance because we'll probably just have that fitness level that's above, you know, whoever is in, in the playoff with them. And um, so I think that'll be the key. Just make sure you're not bottom. You know, if you finish second bottom, then you don't have a chance for the playoff. Um, so ju- just on that, I think that probably will be most of the teams, you know, within that area will be saying that just don't finish bottom. Um, signing to watch um, I'm going to go for um, I don't even know how to pronounce her name well these, these signings um, Desiree Monsivas which is the Mexican for City um, I think that that we've mentioned before City are you know they're always a team that are, are round about it you know they're, they're always there they, 
the, their biggest problem over the past few years has been the, the rotation of players in and out. You know, when I was there years ago, that was the one thing that I said that, that kept them being successful was that they had that core of players and every year they added a couple and lost a couple, but they had that that spine, the core of players who just kind of always managed to, to get the titles in the, in the Cups for them. Um, so bringing in, you know, players that have got a bit of experience um, that are kind of top quality, um, obviously they like to say, you know, Chinchia, you know, she done done well for them last season, getting the, the player of the year. So I think that that, that could be a big signing for them, um, you know, bringing in goals that, that they will need at important times, hopefully in the season. So you've got the Glasgow City's new striker. Bobby, who you got for signing of the season? Uh, I did have uh, Desiree put down. I'm not even going to attempt. Sorry, Desiree. Uh, <laughs> so for, for me, I think, uh, I kind of alluded earlier on, I think Colette Kavanagh has flown under the radar for a long time, but uh, I'm going to pick out, uh, you know, Suzanne mentioned her earlier on, uh, Katie Rudd. I think it's a really interesting signing Hearts have made. International striker that did, did uh, a good career down south, has done really well for our national teams. I think that's a really interesting one, one, a little bit outside the box as well, so interesting to see how she's going to get on up here. Yeah, I've got uh, Dina Osman, the signing from Germany for Rangers. I think she's going to be a revelation in Scotland. Obviously, she I see. I'm just looking here. She had a spell in America, uh, Central Florida. I think that experience as well was massive, and obviously coming for the top flight of Germany, I think it's going to be good as well. She's played at under twenties for Germany as well. She's only twenty four. I think she's got a lot of potential. I think she could be that missing link for Rangers to kind of get them into. The I think when you, I think, I think when you're coming from a team like Potsdam and you've, I think she made something like fourteen or fifteen appearances in their league last year. It's just, you know, we saw Kathy McGovern leave Celtic and has gone over to SC Sand to unfortunately get relegated and. She just even the bottom teams, the jumping standard is so big, mm. even compared to our top teams. Um, so I think yeah, she's she's another one to look out for as well. And uh, you know, it's a bit of a bit a little bit of glamour a player coming over from a club like Potsdam as well. Yeah, absolutely. Who have we got for top goal scorer, Suzanne? Um, I have got Dina Oshman. Um, or I've actually put Dina Oshman or Charlie Wellens. Um, I think that. That Charlie just scored an incredible amount of goals. And I think the turning point for her in the season was when she got injured. She was absolutely on fire, got injured, missed a few games, and she came back and she still, you know, scored a few goals, but not as many and, and not the rate she was scoring before. So I think if she hadn't got injured, her, her figures could have been absolutely ridiculous. Um, but obviously, no sure about her. But, but Dina Oshman, I think, you know, as we've been saying a couple of times, just that experience playing for Potsdam, I think that that, that league is, the, the fact that it's just strong, you know, the, the teams that, that they'll be playing against, big, strong players um, and, and a really, you know, hard kind of team, to, sorry, hard league to, to perform. And so the fact that she's got that experience, I think that, that she could be a key player. Bobby, who's your top goal scorer? Uh, I did have Charlie Bellings if she stays. I think uh, you know I've said earlier on. I think she's she's an excellent striker. Um, so yeah, probably that one for me. And if, if Charlie goes, I think I'm going to maybe say Lizzie because tends to hit penalties as well for Rangers. I think she scored about twenty odd goals last year, and I think that I think her firepower is going to be key, especially with uh, obviously with unfortunate injury to Jane. I think we might see Lizzie in the team more often than not, and maybe a little bit less rotation because she does tend to score goals for them. Yeah, I agree. I think if Charlie Wellen stays, I think it'll be Charlie. But if not, I think Dina Oshman will be the top goal scorer. Player of the year, Suzanne, who's going to be your player of the year? 
Uh, player of the year is Jacinta for Celtic. We've not mentioned her yet before, but um, I've done quite a bit of commentary for, for Celtic TV. Um, and she was just a player that every every game she stood out. She was just a fantastic player. Um, just such good feet. When she gets on the ball, you always know that she's going to do something and try and go forward. Um, and obviously, I think she was a runner-up player last year. So I think that that she if she keeps pushing on and obviously her experience having another you know a year under her belt, um, I think that she could go on and, and basically just keep doing what she was doing, but take that one step further and pick up that award. Bobby, who's your player of the year? Uh, I think uh, in terms of pure excitement to watch, I think it's hard to look past uh, Priscilla Cinchella at City. She's just uh, she's just great. She's you know diminutive and just she she does you know if you're a kind of just even a neutral, she just pulls out a track or a drop of the shoulder, and she's she's a uh, probably doesn't score enough goals. You know that's probably the one criticism we've got her way, but I think she's a very exciting player to watch and. Uh, uh, she's just got a really kind of infectious and bubbly personality when you meet her as well. Uh, so, yeah, for me, I think uh, a second season on the shot for Priscilla. Yeah, I think it'll be Priscilla Tinchella. I think she's she's a big game player. I think she will. I think we enjoy her while she's here because I can see her getting a big move in the next couple of years. I think she's top class. So I'm going to go for Priscilla Tinchella to be the player of the year. Let's go into the SWPL2. We've obviously got the introduction of Gart Cairn, East Fife and Montrose for the new season ahead. Suzanne, who do we think is going to win the SWPL2 this season? Um, I think that possibly Muir, um followed by St Johnston um, or vice versa. I think that they're going to be the two strongest team. I think Grant being at St Johnston is massive for them just in terms of his experience. Um, but but Boroughmuir, they obviously came really close to, to promotion last season. You know, I think it went down to kind of the last game where they played Glasgow women. Um, so I think for me, the, the experience that, that Susie Shepard's got there, I played with her a long time ago at Hibson. She's just got that, that personality where she works so hard and, and obviously puts in the extra effort. And, and it's obviously shown now, you know, the, the girls that, that she's getting to perform um, and, and the results that they're getting. So I think that, that she's going to be right up there with Birmingham this season. Bobby, who do you think is going to win SWPL too? Yeah, I think there's going to be a wee surprise. And I think Garrett Cairn are going to call it. I think they're looking in pretty good shape. Uh, know Robert who runs them I know Robert fairly well and they've got a lot of experience uh, you look at Cheryl Watt ex-Celtic uh, Sarah Wardlaw who's been around the leagues at that level and scored goals at that level uh, Lauren Kerr who was with ourselves uh, won Premier League 2 in 2016 with us uh, even going further into the back line uh, up front they get Barry Hawksworth ex uh, Patrick Thistle really experienced centre forward Going out of the back line, even players like Jane O'Toole uh, at centre-back just got a nice balance about them, probably. And they've got some younger legs around about them. I think Amy Robertson, uh, signed from Celtic, uh, is a really exciting young player as well. So I think uh, I think they might surprise a few this season and, and uh, can go all the way. Yeah, I think Garkian could be a, a team to really keep an eye on this season. I know the kind of project that's going there with both the women and the men's team, so I think they could be a team to watch. I'm going to go for Boromir to win the league and I think St. Johnson will be second. Who's your team to watch, Suzanne? Garkian. Um, pretty much what you were saying. Um, I've, I've been down there and I've, I've seen the setup um, when, when Eddie was there. He invited me down to have a look and, you know, just the, the facilities they, they've got, the, the backroom staff they've got, you know, even down to the, the changing room. It's just a great wee facility and it's a, a, great, a great community project that they've got going there. Um, and you know the likes of what Bobby's saying the players that they've got have got a lot of experience within kind of SWPL1 and SWPL2 um, so I think they're ones to watch 
Um, just with the kind of inexperience, that's all the reason why I've not put them right up at, at the top end of the table, just because I think that it is a big, you know, SVPL2, the, the top teams are kind of the same as the bottom teams in SVPL1, so that, that step up, they're just in that league, so it might just be a step too much for them this season, you know, if not the, the next season, they'll probably get promoted, but I, I think they're definitely ones to watch, they've got a great a great group of staff and um, obviously a good bunch of girls um, that'll be good to go and for their new challenge. Uh, I think you're totally right there. Bobby, who have we got for team to watch? Uh, I've got Montrose. Uh, I think they've signed pretty well, got a couple in from Dundee United. Erin Ross played was more or less an ever-present for Dundee United last year in Premier League 2. Uh, Charlotte Gammy up front tends to... And Amy Ridgway, they tend to batter goals in. Uh, I think Amy Ridgway scored a ridiculous amount of goals in the North League last year as they got promoted. And I just think they, they go, they're going with momentum. They've signed quite well from that area. Uh, picked up a couple of players. Uh, I think it'll be a tough place for, for teams to go. They play at Lynx Park, so it's going to be one of the bigger pitches as well. Uh, they're used to playing on it, so I think uh, yeah, I think they might spring a wee surprise across the league, uh, Montrose. Suzanne, who have we got for player to watch out of that division? Who do you want to keep an eye on over the course of the season? Um, I've I've kind of picked somebody that's not you know a known goal scorer or anything like that, but but Claire Williamson at, at Muir, I just think that the experience you know that she brings and <clears throat> teams that she's played for, I just think that that could be key for their obviously title contention this season. Bobby, who have we got? Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of I'm going with uh, Amy Ridgeway up at Montrose. Uh, I think uh, she's. Been about the leagues for a wee while. She was at Aberdeen for a spell. Uh, Granite City, we remember playing against Granite City in the Scottish Cup a few years ago. She played and she was a player we kind of pointed, kind of picked out at that time. So, yeah, I think uh, Amy won to watch in, in Premier League too. Yeah, I'm going to put Morgan Steedman down at St. Johnson. I think she's a terrific player. I think if she could be a big reason if St. Johnson were to go up, I think that league is going to be very fascinating. I know I've spoke, to, I've spoke to a few people at Kilmarnock. I know the project going on there. A few of them have signed professional contracts. I think they're worth keeping an eye on as well. Likes Alisa Swanson, Laura McLaughlin there. They're all terrific players. I think that league could be terrific. I, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it could be very open as well. I think I think four games against each other, though. So it's a lot of games. You know, it's a lot of games. Uh, it's going to be thick and fast. It's going to be more games than probably a lot of those players are ever used to playing. Uh, so it could be interesting coming in the kind of final stages of the season, maybe the last round of fixtures if things are still close. I, I do think it will be quite open to the latter stages. I just can't see a team really pulling away. I think it's going to be a mix of some really interesting surprises from teams. Again, some a Kamara did well last year, but their big problem was inconsistency and they've not really brought anyone extra in. So it's for them, they need to find that balance and be more consistent. Uh, but I just can't. For they were so far behind the top I just can't see that clicking overnight and I think that's going to be the big thing is who can put a run together at the right time in that league is going to be the team that comes up yeah absolutely I think Kamarnik's best signing this year is Jim Chapman you know the fact that, yeah. that his his experience within the, the women's game you know when I first came into, into, into the women's league stepped up to Hibs ladies he was at, at Kamarnik and they were just absolutely frightening the team that they had and, and it'll be interesting because the game has changed a lot in terms of you know, how you can manage players, you know, back in the day. Um, you know, I think that, that Jim's style, you know, he was he was tough on the girls, which worked for them. It was fantastic what a, a great manager he was. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting to see kind of what he does there. I think they, they could also be, you know, ones to watch in terms of just seeing the kind of development and, and what they do under Jim. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I know the, the project that's going on down there. I think there's a lot of, of things to be positive about. I'm going to put you in a spot with one of these, and that were obviously the SWPL is kicking off on Sunday, but I want to, it's the first women's show of the new season. Suzanne, will Scotland qualify for the World Cup? Um, I think so. I think um, it was obviously just a bit of yeah, a transition period, and that's kind of you know what what it's the same. It's a it's a new project. You know, there's there's lots of change. Um, I, I was talking to a, a couple of friends the other night, and I was just saying like the players, you know, within the squad, you know, that the likes of Caroline Weir away to Real Madrid, you know, Erin Cuthbert, you know, who's now performing and being one of the top players down at Chelsea, um, the experience of Rachel Corsi, you know, Lee Gibson now. Alexander was Lee Gibson now. Her experience in goal, she's been playing for for a while now. Um, and the flair players, you know, that they've got, the wingers that they've got, like say Claire Emsley, Lizzie Arnott, um, they should be qualifying. You know, when you look at some of the, the teams that qualified at the Euros that, that didn't play so well, Scotland should be qualifying. The fact that they, they qualified for two in a row, it's a real disappointment that they didn't qualify for this Euro. So I think that that that'll, you know, the likes of I played alongside Erin Cuthbert at, at Rangers and that'll give her fire in the belly. You know, she'll be pushing other players on, even though she's young, you know, she's got a great attitude. Um, and I think that the, the likes of not qualifying and they've seen that tournament and seen the success and seen the exposure and the crowds that were there, I think that'll spur on the, the big players. And the likes of Rachel Corsi, you know, as well, kind of, Coming to the, the end of her, her career, you know, how many more tournaments is she going to be able to qualify for? You know, things like that. It just gives them that extra push to want to go in and, and make sure that they do qualify. Bobby, will Scotland qualify for the World Cup? Yeah, I think that I think that the you can see the improvement in results from that sort of disaster against Spain to the most recent result. Uh, we're definitely moving in the right direction. It was such a huge disappointment not to qualify for the Euros that I've just been. Uh, I think middle front, we're really exciting. We've got loads of exciting players. Obviously, Kaká at Real Madrid now and uh, Erin and Lizzie and, you know, who are now becoming, Lizzie is now becoming an international player. I think our biggest problem is there's not a clear solution for fullback. I think we've tried a lot of different people and nothing's really stuck. And our sort of main centre-back pairing over the last sort of few campaigns are at the wrong end of their career in terms of now, you know, getting into their mid-30s mid now. And I think that's that's probably the biggest issue with the team. It's if we who's going to replace these players and, and the, the, finding a solution at fullback. I know that Pedro's tried a number of different people. Shelley tried a number of different people. So for me... I think we will qualify, but when we get there, we need to have those positions in particular with nailed down starters. I think whatever happens, we need to Pedro needs to find the, the solution to that problem. Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating to see. Obviously, the, the playoffs are going to be interesting, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. We are going to wrap up the show there. It's been the opening show of the season. We're going to have many more throughout the campaign. Suzanne, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, always a pleasure to be on and, and obviously talk about what we love, you know, and the fact that the, the game's moving in the right direction. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure, thank you. Absolute pleasure. Bobby, it's a pleasure to be on and all the best for the season ahead with Hamilton. Thanks very much and uh, thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow our SWPL coverage throughout the season and follow us on social media. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Let's